Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans teaching. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and I hope you'd get your Bibles uh, on your phone or wherever you can and uh, pull up chapter 6. That's where we are. This is part 3 of chapter 6 here on February the 18th, 2019. I like sharing that so we'll know where we are and where we are when we're there. So uh, on a beautiful Monday morning here in Queen City, Texas, uh, I'm just excited to have God's Word before us and we can be sharing the Word of the Lord because we can only live and experience true life by faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. And that's not make, believe, and pretend. That means our faith is in Jesus Christ and what He accomplished for us at Calvary. And therefore, He is our life. And only through that avenue do we experience life. And so uh, that that is our faith has to be in the Word of God as it relates to Christ at all times, not how it relates to anything other than Christ. He said the Scriptures were about Him. And as our faith is in Him, then we see how the Scriptures relate to us because we are in Him. Amen? That's good news. So again, uh, this is uh, part three of Uh, of chapter 6, Romans, and we're going to get into this today, and we're going to be right here in verse 1 again, and uh, we'll just roll through some things today, and I know that God is going to bless us tremendously today. Verse 1, chapter 6, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And I want to remind us why Paul's having to write to the church in Rome and say these things. It's because, and it's always the same. It's even the same today, just in a different way. It's always because what we're under attack as Christians by outside of our own fleshly lust and all the affections of the Lord and all those things that happen in, 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 in spiritual matters, is, is, uh, there's always folk trying to bring us back under law trying to make us think that if, if it's just only about Jesus and what he did and that's it, then, then you must say you don't have anything to do. And that's pretty much what they're saying today, that they even say we teach that, that we just, you, know, you put your faith in Christ and what he did on the cross and you don't have to do anything, which is farthest thing away from what we would ever teach because we don't do anything to get in to the kingdom of God, but once we are born again by His work, our faith in His work at Calvary, there are many works. We're His workmanship, and if He's allowed to work in our lives, then the fruit of His works are seen in our lives. Hallelujah. That's good news, and we need to understand that. But uh, they try to tell us that you have to add these things. Add it. If you'll just do this and do that and do that, see, that's an addition to the works of Christ for victory over sin, salvation, sanctification, anything is, is bringing, trying to bring us back under law. And the Judaizers were actually in that day saying, if all you're trusting is Christ, then that means you're throwing out the law. <coughs> and if you throw out the law, you're going to be living in sin. And they didn't know that they couldn't even keep the law. They were sinners. And and see, they just didn't understand because they wouldn't accept Christ as Lord. And 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 you know, and we need we need to know these things that the church was under attack then, it's under attack now. Uh, Most preachers, most 
all preachers today get in the pulpit and with good intentions try to give the people of God what they need. But if they're not pointing them using God's Word to Christ and His sacrificial work, then there's nowhere else to point except in what they have to do. See, that's the work of God in Christ. And all the works of the Holy Spirit only flow through that sacrifice, our faith in that alone, and that's the only thing that justifies if our works are right in the eyes of God. If they flow through our faith in the only avenue that grace comes. You see, if God's doing something in our lives, it's by grace, which is what He's doing, through our faith. In the only avenue, grace comes. You need to understand that. Galatians 2.21, grace only comes through the death of Jesus, not just for your initial salvation, but for your daily functioning in the body of Christ. The fruit that you bear, it's just your fruit, and it's not the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of Christ if your faith is not in the sacrifice. Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for all men. Hebrews 2 and 9. If our faith is not in that work of Christ, then we do not have the flow of grace in our lives. It's just us. And I've been there. I don't want to go back. I don't want you there. If you're there today and you lack this knowledge, I pray that God would open your eyes and bring you out. Because for years we can declare this is God. This is a move of God. And it, God be nowhere near there. Because it's us and us only. If our faith is not in the sacrifice... No, I didn't say years ago. If that's not what we're trusting in now, then it's just us working. Read Revelation chapter 3 and many other places in the Word of God where the Lord had to warn them, listen, you're, you're out of line. You're out of touch. Your works are not perfect before me. Unless you repent and remember how you received and heard. I'm talking about Revelation chapter 3, the church in Sardis. Listen, I'm going to show, if you don't repent, I'm going to show up as a thief in the night. And the warning is so strong to that church that has a name that they're alive, but he tells them they're dead in his eyes. Oh, the community sees that, oh, that's a church alive. Look at them. But the Lord writes a letter through John and tells them you have a name in that you're alive to the community in the world, but I see you're dead. You need to read that sometime. We're talking about saved, spirit-filled. Get away from the thought that God was writing to lost people within the church. No, the church is saved people. Hallelujah. The church is saved people. And especially back in that day, folk didn't dare just drop in the church because to be saved back in that day meant you were cut off from your family, cut off from the community. So it was to the church, and it says it was to the church in Revelation chapter 3. But let's read this. In, in verse 1, chapter 6, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in it? And let's, let's back up to the very last part of chapter 5, Romans, in verse 20, where he says, Moreover the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Now let's talk about that for a minute. When God gave the law, it made sin abound. Not only in the knowledge, my Lord, we're guilty before God and this is so huge and so strong we can't escape. But as they trusted in law and not the sacrificial system he set up, 
with the promise of a coming Redeemer through that sacrificial system as they trusted in anything else, it strengthened that very sin nature within them. That's what 1 Corinthians 15, 56 tells us, that the law strengthens sin. And law, get this now, law is not talking about just the Ten Commandments of Moses. Law is anything I lay even before myself and tell myself, if I do these three things, God will. And see, I used to be one of those ministers that would pray with broken down, destroyed families at the altar in the church house and crying with them and, and telling them, if you'll just get in church, if you'll just tithe, if you'll just study the Word, all the things God's Word tells us to do, but it never tells us those things we do save or deliver us because they don't. Nothing we do, even the good things God has given us to do, can save us or deliver us or allow us to be forgiven. Nothing. Nothing. Only God only works in our lives, listen, not because of what we're doing, but because of what we're believing. If our faith remains in the sacrifice of Christ, the Holy Spirit is working in that, revealing the truth of who Jesus is and what He's accomplished for us, to us, and he's, he's changing us, He's using us, He's strengthening us, He's edifying us, and you can call God working in your life all day long, but it's just another spirit you've accepted if your faith has been moved from the sacrifice of Christ. You may be listening to me and say, well, no, it's, it's not that intense. It's not. Let me tell you something. It's as intense today as it's always been. The church is more away, farther away from the truth. We've been seduced. We've been attacked. We've been carried away. But hear me today. You can't blame anybody else even though the devil used them. Men beguiled us. Men seduced us. Men were trying to steal our crowns. Think about that. But it was the lust of our own stinking flesh that carried us off. That's what James wrote. It's the lust of our own stinking flesh that carried us off. So let's get back to this thought. When God gave the law, sin abounded. But much more did grace abound. Grace don't abound in sin. Grace abounds to forgive you and deliver you from sin. God was in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, God was in Christ reconciling sinners to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. That's Jesus dying by the grace of God. Never forget Hebrews 2, 9. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9, write it down. Jesus, by the grace of God, that means what God was doing in him and through him because that's what grace is, God doing something in you through you. God was in Christ reconciling sinners to himself. Amen. You understand that? It is the only avenue of grace. It's the only avenue of what's grace, God at work. It's the only avenue God can work in your life. That's biblical. You cannot refute it. There's absolutely no way to refute it. God only works in truth. Psalms 33 and 4, For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in 
in truth. Truth has a name. It's Jesus. Jesus means redeemer. He only redeemed us at Calvary. Jesus said when you know the truth, when you really know who he is, then the truth, who he is, will make you free from sin. Romans 8, 30, uh, John 8, 32. What is it that Jesus, the truth, did to liberate you? He died for you and to walk in that liberty, to stand fast in that liberty, Galatians 5, 1, and be not move from that freedom wherewith Christ set you free requires your faith today. Fifty years after you've been born again, it's still the only object of faith for you to have for God to work in your life. You can be out there trying to live the best you can and putting a tag on it as God, but if your faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ, if you've, it's not that and. If you've added anything to the cross that you're trusting in, even the things the Bible tells us to do, then God is showing up in your life. Maybe it's on social media. Maybe it's on some channel on television. Maybe it's on, by a friend or somebody that slides into the workplace and, and, and God is using them to get you back on track. It's only faith in the sacrificial system. That's not done away with. It is a done, finished work Christ provided, but that's the only way He works in our lives today is through that. That's it. There is no other way. And, and because sin abounded when the law come in, and again, 1 Corinthians 15, 56 says the law strengthens sin, talking about the sin nature. Romans chapter 7 verse 5 will be in there in the next chapter we roll into. But never forget this. Romans chapter 7 verse 5 says that it's the law that stirs sin, puts sin in motion, it says. Talking about the sin nature. If we're trying to live with our faith in anything we're doing, that is strengthening the sin nature. That old man... Listen, the sin nature was made dormant when your faith was placed in Christ and His finished work at Calvary, His death, and your old man died. You were crucified with Him. Do you know why your old man had to die? He couldn't go to heaven. He couldn't be rehabilitated. Who you were before you were born again is called biblically the old man. He could not be redeemed. He could not be rehabilitated. He had to be put to death. He could not go to heaven. There's absolutely... Think about this. When you were lost and undone on your way to hell, before you accepted Christ from the heart, not just some thought, but when, when He changed your life and set you in a new direction because you were born again, now desire to be in the Word, a desire to be in the house of God, a desire to serve God, that's what happened when you were born again. And if it didn't, you missed the boat and it was only head knowledge. But you can be saved right now if you'll confess Jesus as your Lord, the one who died to forgive you of your sins at the cross. But I want you to know this. When we were lost and undone, we were what the Bible calls the old man. The old man could not do a good deed in God's eyes. He was lost. He was the darkness of this world. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us we were the darkness. What's the darkness of this world? Sin. We were Not only did we sin, we were sinners. And we were what made the world dark. 
We were the old man. We were in the family of Adam. We were born lost, separated from God, undone. That man can never go to heaven. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, you've got to be born again. You must be born again. That old man can't do a good deed in the eyes of God. Think about how drastic this is. Before someone gives their life to Christ, believes in Him as Redeemer, forgiver of their sins, makes them a new creation. While, when they're lost, they could feed every hungry person on the planet. They could clothe every person. They could home every homeless person. And God would see all that that they're doing as evil because it's the old evil man doing it. He's separated from God. He cannot please God because he, he has no faith. Not the faith that saves. He has faith in himself and what he's doing. Maybe he says he has faith in God. But your faith can't be in God unless it's in Christ and what he accomplished at Calvary. Think about that. That is more than you better just be thinking about. You better get in the Bible and see that what I'm telling you is biblical. I know it's been milked down, washed away, and preachers like me are thrown out. They're just thrown out just like they were in Noah's day. Forget that old man building that ark. It's not going to rain. We're okay, son. Go on back to playing with your toys over there. That old man's a fool. Listen, you better get in the Word yourself because you're going to be held accountable as you stand before the Lord one day and you're not going to be able to blame anybody else for your rejection of God, for your rejection of what He offered you. Maybe through this broadcast, maybe this is the only opportunity you've ever had to hear the truth where well, you're going to be responsible for it, what you do with it. It's not what you have, it's what you do with what you have. And you better remember that. So <clears throat> I wanted to say that this morning about the old man. Grace can't abound to an old man. Grace abounds as the old man is put to death and the new man is brought to life. That's grace abounding. <clears throat> grace abounding in our lives is even as the new born again, new creation of God in Christ. When we sin, and we still do sin, don't listen to the liars that say they don't. We still sin, and when we sin, we go to God by faith in the only object He's given us, the shed blood of Jesus, His death, that allows us to be forgiven, that allows His mercies to be brand new to us every morning. Not because we wake up and declare with our lips, your mercies are brand new again today. No, if my faith is in the cross, then it's more than lip service. <coughs> I get to experience God's mercies new for me every day, praise God. Walking in newness of life with Christ, that's good news. We need to know that. God forbids that we continue in the sin nature. And we need to talk about that all through this chapter because again, and I'm going to remind us, this word sin uh, in this type is as a noun, as a person, place, or thing referring here to who we were. Shall we continue in the sin nature? Shall we continue to serve the sin nature when he's been made dormant, he's been put to death through the death of Jesus? See, Jesus identified with all of humanity's sin, not his sin, he had none, with our sin on the cross. That old man, he was putting to death the old man. 
and all who come to God through Christ and His sacrifice experience the death of who they were and the being made new of who they are now in Christ. You must be born again. You must become a new creation. And that word here is as the noun. Now think about this. Write this down if you need to and and let the Lord give you this in your head down into your heart. The word sin is used 16 times in the 6th chapter of Romans. 15 times it's the noun referring to a person, a place, or a thing. The sin nature. Only one time is it used as a verb. That means committing acts of sins. Acts of sin. Verb is an an action word. The committing, the doing of something. And so we've got two different types of the word sin here. One of them is only used once, and that is in verse 15. If you want to look down there, we talked about it recently. What then shall we continue to sin? Shall we sin? That's the verb form. Because we're not under the law, but under grace... God forbid. God forbids that we continue to commit sins. And here we see in verse 2 of chapter 6, God forbids that we continue in the sin nature just because we're saved. Now let me say this. There are some that teach there is no sin nature. Well, they might as well teach that there is no devil because the Bible says the devil was destroyed had the power of death taken away from him. But the New Testament also tells us that he goes around roaring as a lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil was defeated, but he's not put away and hidden and totally annihilated. He's still here. Matter of fact, the Bible says that he is going to be put into the abyss for a thousand years one day and then released for a short season. He still exists. Everything still exists. But the sin nature, the man that we were before we were born again, he was laid to rest. He was not resting as you know it. He was put to death. And he's dormant. He still exists. He still exists. But he doesn't come back to life and rule and reign in our lives because we commit a sin. Sin does not revive the old man. The sin nature. And listen, the sin nature can be revived. That means we can serve the old man. We can serve the sin nature. If we couldn't, we wouldn't need what we're reading here today. The only thing that revives the sin nature is you're trusting anything other than what put that old man to death. If you're not trusting in what put him to death, but you're trusting in Even the good biblical things we're called to do, they are not objects of faith. They are works that proceed out through our lives because our faith is in the right object. And if it's not, then we're just going through the motions of what we know to do, but we're not being empowered by the Holy Spirit to do it. Remember, God only works in truth. And truth has a name, Jesus. And what makes Him our truth that God allows God, God's grace to be in our lives, which is God working in and through us, is our faith in that only avenue it comes. Oh, somebody needs to hear this today. Somebody needs to hear this today. We've been duped. We've been seduced. 
God is bringing His remnant of a few. There will be a few. It will not be most. But God is bringing those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches today. He's bringing them back to their first love, back to their first works where it was Him working in and through us. Not not us moving away from that to all these new fads and things and still tagging it as a move of God and the works of God because it's not. Once we move our faith from the cross, it's the sin nature has revived. We've put it in motion again. Remember Romans 7, 5. Let's just turn over here and look at it. Romans 7 and 5. For when we were in the flesh... The motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. And death is separation. While we go back under the law, and that doesn't mean that we believe that we're saved by law. It means now we go back under law, which is the doing of something for the sanctification, the growth, the the being used of God, the, the maturity, the wisdom, the power, the presence, and the provision of God doesn't come from anything we do. If we think that, then we think grace because everything that happens by God through us is by grace, God at work. And when we think that God gives us grace because what we're doing, we're under law. And it ain't grace coming, my friend. It's a charge up of the flesh. The lust of the flesh is at work. And that old sin nature is reigning and ruling again. I hope you're grabbing this today. I really hope you're grabbing this today. Let's turn over to 1 John. 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1 verse 8. Watch this. If we say that we have no sin, and there's that noun, harmatea, it's a person, place, or thing. If we say we have no sin nature, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now watch this, verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, and that means, that word sin there is the verb form, and that is harmateno. It's different. It's the verb. If we say that we have not committed acts of sin, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Think about that. These people that are out there teaching like the hyper grace, the, uh, uh, the, the Joseph Prince, that the sin nature has been totally eradicated. Gone. It's gone. Listen. The truth ain't in them. The Bible says that the truth is not in them. Who you going to believe? Oh, they say some things that are right and they're biblical, but so does Kenneth Copeland. You can watch Kenneth Copeland for a week, two weeks, and and he says everything that's biblical, but if you keep listening, you're going to find out he believes in another Jesus that didn't accomplish what we needed at Calvary, but had to go to hell and suffer. And if you're hearing me say this and you've never heard this, just get online and check it out. It's called the Jesus Died Spiritually Doctrine. Jesus died spiritually. They teach that Jesus became a sinner. It was his sins. Our sins were put on him and he became a sinner, took on the sin nature, took on the nature of Satan himself, went to hell and had to suffer there three days at the torture of demons and and all that stuff. It's not in your Bibles. 
It's not in your Bibles. And they preach another Jesus. But you can hear him say things that are right. So, But let me say this. As our good friend Pastor Mike Muzzerall from Baton Rouge, Louisiana says, if you get Jesus wrong, it don't matter what else you get right. It's wrong too. Because if you get Jesus wrong, if you get the object of faith wrong, nothing else matters. If your faith is not in the Jesus of the Bible that died for your sins for all provision from you and declared the work is finished, not it's partially finished, and now I've got to go to hell. And no, today he told the thief on the cross, you'll be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. Paradise, not the torment. No, glory to God. I'm glad we've been given the word of the Lord and we don't just have to listen to every lying preacher that comes along preaching another Jesus and another gospel that's not another gospel by these other spirits that are surely in the church today. But we've got a Bible. We can cling to that Bible. But I wanted to show you there in 1 John how the difference of this word sin is used. It's used as the sin nature, the noun form, but it's also used as the verb, committing acts of sin. And we need to remember that. That's very important. So he says here in verse 2 of chapter 6, Romans, God forbid that you continue in sin so that grace may abound. Why? Because grace don't abound in sin. Grace abounds to deliver from sin. Forgive us from our sin. Think about that. Think about that. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. How did God's grace much more abound over sin? By forgiving and delivering men from sin. That's God at work in your life, my friend, when you place your faith in Christ and His blood, His sacrificial work on your behalf. Glory to God. Verse 2 again, God forbids. How shall we that are dead to the sin nature live any longer therein? Paul's battling against these Judaizers, trying to bring these people back under works. And again, there will be many works, but they're the works of... Holy Spirit in and through our lives, not just our works. God only honors what God does. And I hope we know today that any rewards that are there for us waiting when we get with the Lord, any treasures that we lay up right now, and Jesus taught that we should be laying treasures up in heaven, listen, the only rewards, the only treasures that we're going to receive of the Lord or for the things that we humbled ourselves and allowed Him to do in and through us. God is only honored by what God does. Don't ever forget, write that down. God's not honored by what we do. Jesus said, you can't do anything without me. That means you can't honor God. That means you can't lay up any rewards. You can't lay up any treasures without Him. It has to be through Jesus Christ. Do a word study on through Christ, through Jesus Christ, through Christ Jesus, and see what you find in the New Testament. Everything has to be through Christ, which is by His Spirit, meaning our faith has to be in the cross, His sacrificial work for it to be through Him, by His Spirit. For that is the only avenue by which God works. Think about that. God forbid... How shall we that are dead to the sin nature? See, I love what Brother Lauren Larson says. He says, death changes relationships. You read in the next chapter 7 about the woman who was married to a man 
and uh, when he died, now she's legally able to go and marry another because death changed the possibility. Je- death changes relationships. That's a great, great thought, great truth. Because when our faith is in Christ, our old man died, and now we are married to another. We're married to Jesus. He's our husbandman. We're the bride of Christ. Praise God. And why why should we go back now and live under the bondage of the old man, the sin nature, when we've had that eradicated, we've had that made dormant, we've had that old man put to death, and now we're a new creation in Christ. My goodness, these 30 minutes go by so fast. I encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Go back, start these over. There's the teaching of Galatian that's ongoing right now as well. All our worship services are uploaded to both of those places. So uh, go there, be encouraged, edified, strengthened, grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and share what you're hearing on social media. And uh, God bless you. We love you. And until next time, Stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified.